Hey everyone, welcome to the second episode of Kaikat. I am your host and storyteller, Kairav Shah. Okay, before we start, let's play a small game. I will say a word and you have to think about the very first thing that comes to your mind. When I say photocopy, what comes to your mind? Xerox, right? When I say ordering something online, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? Amazon, right? Okay, last one. When I say coffee, what comes to your mind? Starbucks. There we go. Today's story, or I would say care cut, is about Starbucks. Basically a synonym for coffee. We don't get a photocopy. We get a Xerox. By the way, Xerox is an actual company, guys. We don't get a photocopy. We get a Xerox. We don't get a coffee. We get Starbucks. Well, we drink so much Starbucks that an average working professional in US drinks a Starbucks coffee at least three times a week. On an average, a loyal Starbucks customer goes to the store at least 16 times a month. Starbucks presently has around 30,000 cafes across the globe and is present in 14,000 locations in US alone. Basically, Starbucks add two to three locations every day. That's one Starbucks cafe for every two McDonald's on a relative scale. Almost two-thirds of all the coffee sold in US comes from Starbucks. As of end of 2019, Starbucks is an $80 billion business leading to 57% of total cafe market in the entire globe considering its past 47 years. Well, that's not just a coffee company, right? <laughs> it's a freaking giant. So how did a coffee company be worth $80 billion? Well, first of all, Starbucks don't sell coffee. They sell experience. To understand and decode this better, we gotta go a little back in the timeline. Year 1970. A year just after Neil Armstrong stepped on the moon. A year where men in their belly bottom pants and women in their maxi dresses were dancing to the beats of early disco holding cola bottles in hand. It was the era of beverages. That year, three college graduates, Gordon Barker, Zeev Siegel, and Jerry Baldwin decided to start a coffee store to bring fresh coffee beans to America. The first store was in Seattle. By the way, this was nowhere close to the Starbucks you see today. Well, it was just a coffee bean selling store. Also, this was 1970. Coffee drinks were not available in stores at all. There were no cafes also. The only way to drink a coffee was to buy beans, go home and make it yourself. To marketize their freshly imported coffee beans, these three college grads, Gordon Zevin Jerry Baldwin, hired Hobbes Curls as director of marketing. At that time, they had around, I guess, four stores. Now, Howard Skulls was and is a marketing genius. He's considered to be the one of the most innovative people in the world presently. If it weren't for Howard Skulls, we won't be having cafes or would not be getting coffees in stores at all. Imagine waking up early in the morning for work and you're already late, craving for a coffee and you gotta make it yourself without an espresso machine. What kind of world would that be? So how did Howard Skulls and what did Howard Skulls do that changed the coffee world? Well, Howard Skulls thought that what if we serve coffee in similar fashion to a beverage? Basically, what if instead of just serving premium coffee beans, we make coffee ourselves and serve it to our customers directly 
But before he embarked on this journey, there was one question to be answered first. The question was, why would someone buy a coffee from a store? What more can we offer that just a company? Basically, what more can we offer than just a coffee to the customer, which he or she can make it in their own home? Basically, what would drive a customer to buy a coffee from us? The answer to this question was cafe. And why people will buy ready-made coffee from a store? Well, the answer to that question is by offering them not only premium coffee, but also premium experience. This was a marketing breakthrough. Starbucks went from four stores to 20 stores in quick span of time. Well, they had hit a home run, solving directly a known consumer problem and acknowledging the time-consuming task to make coffee at home. In 1987, Howard realized the potential of this company and bought Starbucks at $3.8 million and became the CEO. In 1992, Starbucks grew to 165 stores in US. In 1996, it opened the first cafe in Japan as well as Singapore. From 2000 to 2004, the stores and the sales quadrupled with 1,500 stores opening every year. But we still haven't completely answered the secret behind Starbucks' exponential growth. Okay, let's decode it furthermore. Starbucks' secret lies in its four areas of business, which was personally drafted by the mastermind Harvard Skulls himself. The first one, standardization. No matter which Starbucks store you go to in the entire globe, you will get the same kind of experience. This provides not only customer loyalty, but also homely experience where you don't feel out of place and feels like you are just getting a coffee from your regular neighborhood Starbucks. They have standardized the store and the service so much that to give you an example, the ratio of round tables to rectangular tables in every Starbucks cafe will almost be the same. Why? Because a team of consumer psychologists at Starbucks found that round tables gives a homely feeling to a customer. And many other companies like Subway or similar food chain have followed this ideology. I can talk about standardization about Starbucks they have in place from my own personal experience. Well, I was basically working as student employee at my campus Starbucks during my grad school days. And let me tell you that they have everything written down with instructions, not only the amount of milk to add in each of your coffee, but they also have a monthly training session just regarding improving customer experience. Second, the Starbucks experience. Starbucks believe in only one and only one mantra. Customer is always right. Well, you did not like the coffee? Give it back. We'll make another one for you. Stores have free Wi-Fi. Few of them have live entertainment sessions. Some have books too where you can sit and read. There are also Starbucks museums. Yes, you heard it right. Similar to the sense of a winery where coffee masters, yes, they are called coffee masters and they usually wear black aprons. Nope, I'm not joking here. This is for real. They have been trained to know everything about coffee and experiment with it. At Starbucks coffee museums, which are called as Starbucks Roasters, you can experience coffee like never before. So in summary, you are not just drinking a coffee, you are kind of living it like an art. Well, Howard Skulls was so specific about this that he actually removed automatic espresso machines, just so 
कस्टमर कैन सी द बरिस्ता मेक कॉफी लाइव इन फ्रंट ऑफ यू एन एक्सपीरियंस इट इन सेन राइट येस इट इज थर्ड बट क्वाइट इंपॉर्टेंट सप्लाई चेन इन सिंपल टर्म्स सप्लाई चेन ऑफ एनी कंपनी इज डिवाइडेड इन टू फोर पार्ट्स प्लान सोर्स मेक एंड डिलीवर यूजली मोस्ट ऑफ द कंपनीज और कैफे ऑर्डर बीन्स फ्रॉम सम अदर कंपनी मेक इट इन देयर कॉफी हाउस एंड डिलीवर इट इन स्टोर और ऑनलाइन बट नॉट स्टारबक्स स्टारबक्स हैव ऑल द फोर एस्पेक्ट्स ऑफ सप्लाई चेन अंडर देयर ओन नेम वॉट इट मीन्स इज दैट दे प्लान देयर ओन डिमांड दे सोर्स प्रीमियम कॉफी बीन्स फ्राम देयर ओन सब्सिडरीज इन आफ्रीका दे मेक इट इन स्टोर एंड डिलीवर इट टू यू वाई द स्टोर इट सेल्फ इन फैक्ट स्टारबक्स सप्लाई चेन इज कंसिडर्ड वन ऑफ द मोस्ट रेजिलियंट सप्लाई चेन इन द एंटायर वर्ल्ड दिस इज ऑल्सो वन ऑफ द रीजन वाई a frappe or any coffee tastes exactly the same even in different countries and they rarely or don't go out of stock at all which is because they have zero tier suppliers which is basically means that their own subsidiary their own companies act as their own supplier the locations you won't find much gap between two starbucks actually starbucks real estate portfolio is comparatively significant to mcdonald's and lastly consumer marketing Starbucks have highest customer retention in coffee business. Once you are Starbucks customer, you're likely to go there again for sure. In countries like India, getting a Starbucks is considered in relation to having superior status or standards. Well, they have managed to define a coffee as standard of living. This is absolutely genius by Starbucks, hands down. Well, to sing coffee with status quo is pure marketing genius. Well, having tall venti grande has cup sizes and not small, medium, large like other coffee stores, makes the customer feel like he or she is part of something more than just a coffee. Well, you get your name called out when you get a coffee. <laughs> we are in 2020 and we are uploading coffee stories on Instagram. How the fuck is this possible? All credits to Harvard Skulls and his marketing brain to revolutionize the way we experience coffee. and not just the coffee industry starbucks has set a benchmark for a lot of consumer product goods company note that all the above four areas are interlinked they are tied to each other all areas work in symphony to provide you the best coffee in the world at your fingertips so next time you get a starbucks bow down remember the marketing maestro and experience your sip of coffee in peace <laughs> so this was a story about the magic coffee cup Yes, it's magical. Here's me, your host, storyteller, signing off. Again, if you got any questions or any more other insights about Starbucks to share, do reach me out at carecardcontact@gmail.com or simply ping me on Instagram. Stay safe, stay home, and keep tuning.